just flying, flying by. I only have like a month before my son graduates from high school. The last one's going to be out of here. Feels a little crazy. So I hope everybody out there listening is having a great day, especially my new friend down in Texas. This is for you today. So I had a friend, a new friend, reach out to me, and she brought up some concerns she has about not drinking right now. For one, I want to say congratulations for having a week and a day. So what are you, nine days today, my new friend? Congratulations. It's um, it's a tough thing, this giving up alcohol, our best friend. I actually spent the morning talking about it to a group of people. And um, what a hold alcohol has on us, right? It's like crazy. We think about it as it's just like this liquid form. But what is it? It's a spirit, right? And um, it has a hold on us like nothing else, right? And it makes us think different things. And it makes us behave differently, And like myself, if you realize that it changes you in a way that you don't like yourself, you say, you know what, I need to change something about myself and I don't want alcohol in my life anymore because it's wreaking havoc and it's making me not like myself. At least that's how it was for me, right? I mean, I did not like myself anymore. I couldn't have one and I couldn't have 47. And it was my secret, right? It was my secret. And how was I going to live without it? moving forward and what were friends going to think and how was I going to participate in different events that I love to participate in going to concerts, going to the beach, going to the pool hanging out with my friends hanging out with different groups of friends especially the friends that the only thing you really had in common was the drinking The socialization didn't really come from anything else. Yeah, you might work at the same place, but what you do at the end of the day is probably you're not, maybe not into the same things. But you know that when you get together with them, you all like blow off steam and drink. But the secret is, is that you go home and you continue to drink. How do you change that? How do you live with yourself? How do you go forward when you realize, oh my gosh, I'm damned if I do, I'm damned if I don't. I know I'm not going to like me if I don't drink, or if I do drink, I mean, I'm not going to like me if I drink, right? I'm going to wake up tomorrow and I'm going to say, oh my gosh, what did I do? Why did I do that? Why, 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 why? And if we have a relationship with alcohol where it ta- it owns us once we start drinking, then we can't drink, right? At least for me, I couldn't drink. I think that having a relationship with a higher power is like a bonus, key bonus for right off the bat. If you don't have faith, it's hard. But if you do have faith, it's like, I don't want to say you're ahead of the game, but you're ahead of the game. Because you know, at least if you believe that God has a plan for you, then that in itself will give you a peace of mind. And how you deal with it being warm out. And you go to this place that you love going to and you see people walking around with trays of cheese and bottles of wine. And you think to yourself, that looks really good. But then it's like that old cartoon in this during Christmas time where it has the good devil and the bad devil, right? The good devil sitting there saying, oh my gosh, you're doing so well. You don't want to drink that. You don't want to drink that. But then the little bad devil's going, oh, come on. What's one going to do? 
And it's staying true to yourself. Quitting drinking is such a personal, personal thing, right? It's not something you do with a group. And it's what you do. It's how you feel about you. What other people think is none of our business. It's really hard to get to this place where you accept that, but it's totally true. What other people think about me is none of my business. So I have to be honest with myself and believe that me, inside of me, God made us who we are. And if we have a problem with alcohol and we can't have it anymore, big deal. Okay, next. We're going to do something that's for ourselves. It's just like quitting, you know, eating certain foods because you realize after a while you can't eat gluten because it makes you feel uncomfortable. Or you can't eat peanuts because you're allergic to it. Well, you can't drink alcohol because it makes you different and it doesn't make you like yourself. Once you get that spirit in not the spirit of God, you don't love yourself anymore. And finding that place where you're okay with that, owning who you are is the number one thing. Falling in love with yourself, respecting yourself again. Those are all the keys to this. Getting sober is so about you and you loving you. What other people think, it doesn't matter because at the end of the day, it's you're by yourself putting your head on the pillow and you're by yourself in the morning when you look at the mirror and you say, I like myself today. Instead of looking at the mirror going, oh my gosh, I have shame, I have remorse, I have bitterness. I feel like shit. I don't want to do this anymore. I don't like me. That is the most important, is liking ourselves, loving ourselves, loving the person that we're supposed to be. And if we've decided that alcohol is no longer going to be a part of that, that's our truth. So going to parties and going to concerts... Um, can be difficult. I'm not going to say that, but it's really difficult until we really love ourselves. So if we're not in that place of acceptance and accepting that this is what we're going to do, and this is the challenge I'm going to put on myself, I'm not going to drink anymore. I don't like it, what it does to me. And I have my, I've at least told one person, my partner, my husband, where I am. And you have that wingman. So some of the tools I use, like especially if it's going out with friends and you say, you know what, I don't want to drink anymore. And you go out with your friends and they're like, oh my gosh, you're not ordering a drink and you're not having your wine. And you're like, yeah, but for right now, I'm just not doing those calories or I don't like the way it makes me feel anymore. And I want to be up for my kids or I want to be up to do this run or I want to be up to whatever your excuse has to be. But it's something that you truly believe in your heart. And if it is the truth, it's like, you know what, I don't like the way it makes me feel anymore I don't really I you know the older I'm getting the the worse it makes me feel I've decided I'm not really doing it anymore and the people might say come on come on come on you're gonna be like no 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 just be true to you and if they don't stop they're not really your true friends I hate to say that and leaving is an option if you're like oh my gosh I gotta go and if it's like you say to your husband, text me halfway through or 15 minutes in or a half an hour in and tell me what's going and I'll let you know how it's going. And if that's your out to say, oh, my God, my kid just started throwing up or, oh, my gosh, the dog just ran away or whatever it is. Or my mother-in-law just slipped and I need to go see her. Whatever the excuse has to be, you have to have an excuse to get out, especially until you feel comfortable with you. 
Now, if you go to a concert and you're with your partner, your husband, then that's totally awesome because the two of you will be there as buds. I can tell you this. I was first, I had just gotten sober and um, I decided that I didn't want to drink anymore. And I'd already said I was going to go to this John Mayer concert. And this is before John Mayer was like the opener, I think. I don't even know. You know who? Anyway. John Mayer was the concert, and I had been sober for about a week, two weeks, and I had made, I committed to this. I was like, I'm going to quit drinking now. I don't want alcohol in my life anymore. And I went out with these girls, and they picked me up in a limousine, (laughs) and they have champagne and all these, you know, every drink you'd ever want in the entire world is in this limousine. And all these girls that I used to party with all the time are there, and they're like drinking, and I said, you know what? I've quit drinking. And they all kind of looked at me with 10 heads. I brought a bunch of Pellegrino because that's what I love to drink. So I brought a bunch of bottles of Pellegrino with me and um, cold Pellegrino. And I was drinking that the whole night. And at times I looked over at them and I was like, oh, my gosh, what am I doing? What am I doing? And I'm like, okay, I can do this for another 15 minutes. I can do this for another minute. I can do it for another minute. I can do it for five more minutes. I can do it for 10 more minutes. It's putting it's. Baby, baby steps with yourself. It's literally taking this one day at a time. It is doing this each and every day. You're going to wake up in the morning and you're going to say, God, please help me stay sober. And if during the day you have to text me, I'm going to, you know what, my friend in Texas, I'm actually going to text you my cell phone number today. And if you want to text me, you can. And um, when you're having those thoughts, because at the end of the day, it truly is how we feel about ourselves. It's not what anybody else thinks. And if our friends judge us and they don't want to be our friends anymore, then they really weren't our friends from the beginning. We want people, a real friend is somebody who is there to cheer you on and have your back. It is not someone that drops you when you decide to do something that's better for you. A true friend will be like, yeah, that's awesome. Good for you. I might want to do that too. You have no idea what will happen. And that uncomfortableness that you feel when you walk around people passing the cheese and the wine, you know in your heart you're doing the right thing for you and your family. And that, my friend, is what is the most important. Because your husband and your kids are number one. And what anybody else thinks, it's okay. Let them think it. Because you want to put that family of yours your number one priority and mommy being healthy is number one because if mommy's not healthy nobody's healthy I hope that helps because I can tell you I know it was hard in the beginning and I'm not going to say it wasn't it was hard going to my first vacation my first concert I just kept doing it and if I didn't feel comfortable I always had a plan of escape how was I can do how was I going to do it how was I going to do it I was like oh my gosh I'd have my kids text me mom you need to come home and help me with my homework and I'd look at everybody at the table like I gotta go I get, my kids need me and that would be my excuse that's how I got out of it Because, again, I knew that me being sober and not picking up that glass of wine was more important than me sitting around with these girls cackling about whatever. Me feeling comfortable with this and feeling comfortable with me was more important than anything else. My kids would never be in the colleges that they're in and the universities that they're in if I hadn't quit drinking. My oldest son, if this is a... 
a, a, I don't don't know if it's going to be a promise, but I can tell you this. My oldest son, you know, goes to college and he's in a fraternity. And I remember his first year at his fraternity parties. That's about three years ago. And he comes home and he's like, oh my gosh, mom, I am so happy you don't drink. You're not one of those moms. I said, what do you mean what moms? And he's like, the moms, they get really drunk and they're so drunk and they look like they don't, not like moms, if you know what I mean. They're pretty skinny and they're really pretty and they're here drinking with us and we don't know what's a mom. So do you know what they do? They tie a balloon to the mom's back and the mom doesn't know because the mom's so drunk she can't even tell. And she's walking around and flirting with the boys. And my son was like, mom, can you imagine how embarrassing is that? Let me tell you, ladies, if you're listening, that would have been me. There's no question, no question beyond that I would be that mom that would be sitting there having to be the mom that would go toe-to-toe with the boys and party and drink wine and want to be cool. Now, he knows he has a mom that's there for him and whatever he needs. I'm going to go home early. He knows I'll be up early and expect him to be up with me and go get breakfast with me. But I'm not going to embarrass him. And I'm not going to make it about me. It's going to be about him. I can be so I can let him be him and not have it all be about me and my partying and my drinking. I want to be the person that God made me want, want, made me to be. I don't want to be the person that's getting drunk and being an embarrassment. And it most importantly, being the person that wakes up in the morning not liking themselves. I want to love me today. And I want to be an example to my friends and my family. And for that, I'm forever grateful. There's an old saying that they have, and they say, a grateful, sober person will not drink. A grateful person will not drink. And if I can give you one thing that I do that might help you, one last thing, my friend in Texas, just wanted to give this to her, one last thing, a little tip. If you write a gratitude list, that's what I do every day. Before I go to bed, I I have a notebook. And in my notebook, I write three things that I'm grateful for each day. So I go to bed and I write, God, I am grateful for and whatever that may be. If it's I'm grateful for my husband, the fact that he just redid my bathroom. I am grateful that my son was there for me on Mother's Day. I am grateful for a beautiful day. Try that. It will give you gratitude. And if you're grateful, you won't feel envy. You won't feel self-pity. And you won't want to pick up that drink that everybody else is drinking. Drink your Pellegrino. Find a drink that you like. If it's a big bottle of Pellegrino and some lemons and some cranberry juice, bring it on. Or a lime. Whatever it is. Find that drink that you like that doesn't have alcohol. That's my challenge to you today. All right, everybody. That's it for this week's episode of Busy Living Sober. And um, if anybody out there is listening and also wants to reach out, please do. Friend me on Facebook. I'm under Elizabeth Levis Fegley, F-E-G-E-L-Y. And Busy Living Sobers on Facebook. And you can always find me on my website at www.busylivingsober.com. Until next week, everybody, keep getting busy living sober. Bye-bye.